Hello and welcome to the Animation Communication Podcast, your source for discussion about animation, film, fandom, and more. So please join your host, I Love Kim Possible a Lot, or KP, and Lauren Kizich, the Abbey Roadie, for today's discussion. If you like what you hear, please remember to support by giving a like, a follow, as well as subscribing to the main I Love Kim Possible a Lot channel on YouTube. Spread the word and keep being a part of a great community. This episode contains some mild adult language. Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Animation Communication. I am not Lauren, and joining me is Lauren. <laughs> um, and I am not KP. There you go. Um, so... <laughs> For this month in general, it's going to be kind of sporadic because I have two cons in August, and then I, um, um, in case you care, um, I am going back to art school because COVID has made the industry more accessible, but also more, much more messy to break in. So I'm just like, okay, I'll just do art school and, and, and come back. So anyway, that's my schedule. Um, so it's 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 bittersweet. So what are you gonna do? Anyway. Um, so before we get into the headlines, just people who care, um, this episode is about highlighting uh, one of the conventions I'm going to, NerdFest, this, like, two weeks of this recording or whatever, or if you're listening to this, like, in the future. A lot of this information won't be relevant, so you can skip around a little bit, but um, my my August cons are Everfree Northwest, which I've done before, which is the the My Little Pony con that I like forever and will go to, um, and then... This one called NerdFest, which is a general pop culture con of anything, a lot of gaming, but it's also their first year, and they're a first year con, and they've been super nice and super great, and I wanted to kind of give them a spotlight. So uh, that's kind of what's ha- that's kind of what's happening this week, if that's your thing. Um, so we interview Kevin, the con head, about like his motivations for starting a con um, in Davenport, Iowa a place I'd never been to, and I learned that corn, they like corn there, apparently. So, you know, if you're local or from the Chicago area, it sounds like they're having a good time. So, you know, they have Costco there and Girl Scouts there. Um, so the, the the best best nerd products out there. So, uh, and I'm running a bunch of events, too. So hopefully it will be fun. Um, and I will also have my dog, Harry, there as, as I've, we'll say later on the, the, the thing. So, so anyway, uh, we're gonna do our, our headlines for animation stuff, and then we will get into the interview. So hopefully you will find it interesting. If not, um, that's your problem sounds like. So, you know, you can watch, well, anyway. listen to another episode. Uh, and then as well, always please like, comment, share, subscribe, notification bell, tell your friends, um, you know, channel is getting a little better, but it's also still very, 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 very slow. So, you know, we appreciate anything you can do to help us grow a little bit. I just want, like, some people to care, so. <laughs> oh, come on, the people that are tuning in care. <laughs> and for the people that do care, I appreciate you. I hear you. Well, I, I read you on Twitter sometimes, so. Um, <laughs> there you go. So. Ah. Anyway, okay. I will I will quickly run through uh just a couple headlines here uh uh just before we get into our little interview. Uh, so first off, uh Sony Animation's Vivo 
uh, just released on Netflix, and um, I have it as my my goal to to watch it very very soon because I have been highly anticipating this for a while. Uh, as many people have noticed, uh, it didn't get as much of a PR push, just like what happened with Wish Dragon. Huh. Is, is, it, it seemed um, to be. I'm gonna interrupt you for a second. Is that the one with uh, Lin Manuel Miranda as the monkey? Lin Manuel Miranda, yes. It's it's a, it's a complicated name, okay? Yeah, it is. Yeah, no so one that's in why Hollywood I say you goes just... by through names except him, so you know, it's a lot. I, I beg to differ, but you know, but it is a trickier name. So uh, Hamilton guy, that's if you get Hamilton, Hamilton guy. in the yeah. Heights, Hamilton in the Heights, uh, Moana. So uh, for those who 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 don't know, but if if make if, way, if you don't. If you don't know by this point, then I, I really, I don't know what else to say. You've been living under a rock or just been way too shut off in quarantine. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but the movie just released and it actually he's been working on the music since he had been working on the music since 2009 for, Whoa. for Vivo. And that was back when it was a project that DreamWorks was originally working on, uh, but then they shelved it. And so, uh, I believe it was also because it was due to, uh, to the corporate changeover, you know, when, when there was the buyout that happened for DreamWorks and Universal, um, I could be wrong in that, but I just know that it was in the middle of production there, things changed, suddenly it wasn't, so, uh, basically it got released, uh, from, from DreamWorks, uh, you know, uh, and, and was taken over to Sony, and Sony was like, yes, let's do this, so, uh, so please go support it, um, it has not been getting enough, uh, coverage in terms of I don't know why the PR is so bad for for it was bad for Wish Dragon it's bad for this one and meanwhile all the attention went to the Mitchells versus the machines but um which again these were all three animated Sony uh, pro- pro- productions and um uh, so please and also if you haven't gone seen Wish Dragon please go see that too it's really good um we talked about it in a recent podcast as well um, but with Vivo, it's about a kinkajou, which is kind of like a, a relative, more like, he looks like a monkey in the movies, more a re- relative of the raccoon, believe it or not. Um, but okay, he has, you. he has a, he has a, a, a journey to make from, from Cuba to Miami to deliver a love song from, from his owner to the love of his life that he never got to confess to. So, and it's a whole, uh, musical journey uh, told with lots of vibrant colors and fun art styles and 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 stuff like that and um, and basically about Vivo uh, making friends along the way as he bonds with uh, as he bonds with people and animals on on his way to Florida. So um, yeah, so I mean that's just a general sum up. But a lot of people have been really loving it and saying it's gotten it's gotten them really emotional at points. So if you if it's if it's gonna be a, you know a happy musical romp but also have tears in it then you know it's a good one so uh so please go support it um and also the other headline uh you probably have all been uh tuned into what has been happening oh with yeah Activision the hot blizzard <laughs> the hot mess that is activision blizzard right now uh but uh in terms of more recent steps the old ceo uh stepped down and two new ceos were put in place Lauren, so, can you give, like, um, a breakdown of, like, what it is if people don't know what's oof. going on? So, j- just going to briefly sum it it's up. It's like a really bro uh, culture, like, plague yeah, that just um, got out of hand, right? Yeah, it was basic. So Activision Blizzard, it was originally two companies that got merged. 
uh, apparently had a really prominent frat boy culture amongst a lot of the 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 male uh, employees. And a lot of them were higher ups. Some of them were even in recruiting, uh, like in HR. And um, and they were known for a lot of uh, sexual harassment uh, of their female colleagues and making them do things that, like, you know, they were making them do all the work while they sat back and played games. Uh, and then they even bullied female employees, one to the point of actual actually suicide. She actually uh, killed herself but it was it, while on vacation. But it was because the um, culture was so brutal uh, it finally, with enough people speaking up, the state of California sued Activision Blizzard God for the history of sexual harassment. And this is not even get, delving into the fact that they had um, this thing called the Cosby Suite during a convention. Uh, what? <laughs> and yes, this was still around the time that like a lot of allegations were coming out of against Co- uh, Bill Cosby. So... It wasn't, and they were saying, oh, it was because the carpet in the in the hotel room looked, you know, kind of kitschy and, and, and cheesy like his like his sweaters. And it, they, you look at the carpet, it's it's not. <laughs> it really isn't. Um, and they had a huge framed picture of Bill Cosby in the Cosby suite where they were trying to, like, get women drunk and, and lure them up to the room. And it, it was bad. It was bad. And that's not even, there's a whole, now I'm whole sad. mess. I shouldn't have asked. Yeah, but it was, but at the very least, uh, a lot of positive steps seem to be moving forward for them really quickly. Um, there's still work to be done, but at the very least, um, first of all, there was a walkout uh, one day at Activision Blizzard. So all of these employees, like I want to say almost 200 of them, uh, walked out of the Irvine campus uh, to to support, you know, you know, to support the women and anybody who had faced harassment in the workplace there and um and then there is a whole bunch of uh, there's also talks of them building a, a game a game industry union because uh people that work in the gaming industry a lot of them basically aren't protected by a union so it'll help them you know take care of them and stuff like that and help them face against uh, any hopefully there won't be but uh, humans are, are gross um that hopefully in any in the event of any future harassment that you know that they're taken care of so and that goes for both sides so they're trying to make sure that that's covered um but that also happened to be rooting out all the uh all of the people that were involved at blizzard that not only condoned but were like actively you know harassing and and doing horrible things to the female employees there so uh, hopefully this is a sign of a really good change to come for the company because, uh, yeah, they, they really needed that once it came to light how much bad stuff had been going on for years. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah. so it's, it's, a he- it's a heavy story. Then that's just me briefly summing up all the stuff that had been going down. So if you want to go down that rabbit hole and look up every detail... There's plenty of articles yeah, about it. Yeah, there's been a lot of, like, no fun internet things that have been happening the last three weeks or so. So, you know. Yeah, so, and I'm not going to go into the rest of those. I just want to keep it condensed to two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah. Uh, but at the very least, it seems like it's a positive upswing for the Activision Blizzard uh, events. It seems like even if it's a little move uphill, it's a mu- move uphill at the very least, you know. Um, and... Uh, I, who knows what's going to happen from from this point but hopefully it means better things 
the moral of this podcast is don't be a dick, please. Yeah, you treat you treat everybody with res- with kindness and respect when you're working, especially. Look, it's kind of funny that there's this whole bro culture with video gaming. When isn't it like statistically, there were like stats that came out saying like it's about fifty fifty, if not teetering over a little bit more that more women are playing video games than men. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was market. It started getting marketed in the eighties for men specifically to offset kind of like the Barbie kind of like boy, you know, blue versus uh, pink stuff. They didn't pink, add their, yeah. everything about it, but you know, like. Pong can't be as general neutral, I'm sorry, like, unless you make the Pong <laughs> different colors or whatever. So, you know, historically, it doesn't make any sense. But um, hopefully, I don't I don't know much about the gaming industry, but I would h- hope that as time goes yeah. on, it becomes more uh, gender neutral. But I don't know. I don't know things, so. Yeah. And anyway, that does cover it for, for the sitch this, uh, this time around. Oh, can I uh, add one more sitch, by the way? I'll keep it brief. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. So my favorite thing that's happened that is good this week is uh, Viacom was just like, um, let's watch, let, let, let's, let's launch this Kickstarter for Avatar our RPG tabletop game. And I bet no one will pay for it. And then turns out people are paying for it. So I think <laughs> it's kind of weird that a corporate company is doing a kickstarter but fine whatever um basically i think their their goal was like uh 50,000 as far as um basically an rg rpg not rgp i don't know um a role playing game where you you know choose what bender you are and you play with different errors and stuff like that um launch from the official avatar youtube page which i think is neat and i think it got a million it hit a million in like a day or something like that. And right now it's on the Briffs or the Cups cusp. There you go, cusp. It's on the cusp of um, about 4 million. So, um, you know, I think what Viacom is learning is, as well as the Olympic stuff, uh, Avatar is still kicking pretty hardcore. So I'm curious to see. I. I, I get some vibes. I mean, well, they they launched Avatar Studios. So they are definitely making new Avatar stuff. So I'm curious to see what comes from the future. Hopefully some more um, backtracking, um, as well as Core is my favorite Avatar. So um, maybe making Core a story that is coherent would be, you know, nice. Um, but yeah, I, th- I just thought I'd share that because if you want to donate to the Kickstarter, even though they have all the money, then you can donate it to get some perks. So it's interesting to see how, you know, Avatar kind of has become like one of the flagship franchises of Nickelode- Nickelodeon over time and that people just like won't forget it forever and ever. So even with the Shyamalan movie. Uh... Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. yeah you no. still there? No, no, I'm still there. That's okay. what I'm like going like. That's what I was going like. Never, never. It's like we, we want to move past Shyamalan. We, we do. We we just never want to remember it. So, this is a any anything coming out of Avatar Studios at this point is a step forward. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but anyway, I think uh, I think yeah. that ends the sitch, and then we can move on to our interview right now, right? Yep. So, hope you guys enjoy the interview with Kevin of Nerd Fest talking about nerd fest things Woo. it's gonna be fun if you like if you like conventions hopefully you're not you're fun 
anyway, today for our guest, we have a, a, a Kevin here uh, who would like to share his convention running experience today because, you know, guess what? I've never run a convention. KP's never run a convention. We'd like to know more. I'm sure you would too. Kevin, that, why don't you do like a little a lot of work? Yeah. Um, <laughs> do well, a little uh, intro for yourself. I've here. never ran a convention either, but I do have a really cool festival coming up um, here and now like three weeks 19 days you want to you want to plug it first before we get into things yeah nerd fest only the greatest festival for anyone who considers himself a nerd <laughs> that's, a, that's a big net yeah. i think that's just about everybody that listens to our podcast come on you know you are if you if you've if you're here you know why you're here so the, <laughs> yes the weebs the the geeks the nerds all of them. <laughs> So uh, tell us a little bit. Where is it? When is it? Like, what kind of events are going to happen? Like, give give everyone the spiel. So it is in 19 days. It's that last weekend of August, the 27th through the 29th. It's here in Davenport, Iowa, downtown. It's at the River Center, uh, Radisson, and RME. We have three venues booked for the event. They're huge venues. We have over 100 activities um, including board games, card games, Dungeons and Dragons, cosplay, hosted by your your very own KP. Yeah. Hi, I'm here. So um, if you guys have been listening to the podcast in the last like month or so, this is the last um, convention I'm doing in the month of August. So that's why I was like, hey, Kevin, why don't you just come on and plug your thing since it's a first year event and I'm a nice person so everyone can can hear about it so that's what we're here talking about so um kevin's a first year convention runner and um we're talking about like all the the hard things he's had to do in order to start a convention because everyone wants to start a convention but then they don't realize how much money it is and it's a lot of money (laughs) it's a lot of money it's a lot of work it's it takes a big team um i'm surrounded by a very great community um and they all pitch in. It's 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 been a really cool experience, um, but yeah, it's not easy. Uh, it's it definitely has its uh, struggles. There's always logistical issues and hurdles that you have to go through, and not to mention the fact that we started planning this in the middle of a pandemic. So, um, but you know why we're doing it outweighs how hard it is. So, yeah, um, I think. I think a, a good place to start would be like, where did you start in, in working with conventions and, and we can follow our journey from there. Yeah. So I'm actually an equipment manager for a wedding entertainment company. I've done over 300 events um, where I've set up, tore down. Um, as far as uh, conventions go, I've done bridal shows and stuff like that. I haven't actually worked a, a full convention, but I've been to, quite a few now. I love Gen Con. I love C2E2. I love the big um, conventions, uh, but they're all kind of really far from <laughs> where we are. So, mm-hmm. and you know, a lot of, um, a lot of people don't get to go to them um, because they either can't travel or whatever. And we have a really big community around here that loves stuff like that. So I'm like, well, why not in our backyard, you know? Yeah, makes makes complete sense. And you're right. Accessibility is, yeah, you know, especially regionally, it, it's sometimes really tricky. And um, I know for sure, like last year didn't help any easier too. Um, but it's good that at the very least, we're kind of like 
trying to edge back into things again this this year uh, with all the proper preparations and and precautions and and I'm sure actually to a degree planning throughout the pandemic last year kind of helped you prepare the convention for this year. Absolutely. Um, there's a lot of things that we've seen happen, a lot of things um, like safety guidelines that came about that really prepared us to make sure that we're having a fun, safe time, um, as well as just the the amount of extra time we had to plan allowed it to be as big as it is. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it is very big. So, How many, um, how many people are you expecting? So we already have uh, attendance of 3,000. So we're probably looking at between 10 to 12,000. Nice. Nice. That's pretty good for a first year. I've, I've, that's really, yeah, I was going to say that's a really hefty crowd. I love that. Yeah. I've done first years before with like maybe like, you know, 200 to 300 people. And those are, they're fun, but they're very slow. So that sounds like (laughs) a good amount of people. Yeah, we, we have a very full list of things to do. So it, it draws a big crowd. And we're actually in a really good location. Um, we're we're within five hour within a five hour drive of most uh, major metropolitans here in the, the Midwest area. So you got Chicago that's two and a half hours away, Des Moines, Iowa that's two and a half hours away. You got Indiana that's about four hours away. You got Wisconsin that's like three to four hours away. Um, a lot of big cities that are, are St. Louis is a few hours away. A lot of big cities are like, we're right in the middle of them. So we have a good, no, look- it's, it's, it's definitely better to be centralized for, for stuff like that. Cause then, yeah, you're, you're far more reachable for a lot more areas. Exactly. And I think what's happening after COVID is for, um, you know, hopefully the, the Delta variant won't get too bad where we just have a, like another, like cycle of just like oh i guess we can't do things anymore for another year rip but um no jinxing i guess but um i think it's also kind of created a you know a bigger demand for these kind of things too because like i know i usually do conventions like at least like once every six months or so depending and you know lauren would you say lauren like in a non-covid year that's about as many as you do yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, because it's a, uh, I it, it's funny because with conventions, I'm I don't go to multiple a year unless I'm a vendor, and even then, it's been like I want to say, the most I've gone is two or three, maybe I'd say three throughout the year, but mm-hmm. uh, but usually they're more, uh, I guess you could say more local or at least within California. Uh, the one time I did uh, stray from that was when I went to the last BronyCon. But <laughs> but I'm like, man, I hope to go to a lot more that are, you know, outside of California. Be really That's nice a, to see. It's a big stray. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think um, before we give it back to Kevin and Kevin can kind of jump in on this. But like, um, I think nerds need a kind of a, a more controlled environment to socialize. A lot of them, not everyone, but a, some, a good chunk of them are on the art, autistic spectrum as well as just kind of, you know, socially isolated people in general so like conventions give them a space to kind of connect with other people that like the things they do and because there hasn't been a lot of conventions lately besides like people talking over discord and you know whatever i think people are just like man i have all this money and i miss my friends i want to like what are things to do so it's actually i think a good time to start getting into the convention scene 
Yeah, um, I absolutely agree. It comes back to organization and community. And essentially, if you have something that is set and organized, um, people will come. I mean, it's it's good fun. People want to be around people. That's human nature at its mm-hmm. finest. If you build it, they will come. <laughs> yes, I do want to make the reference, but yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we have, a, a again, a great community here locally um, that really is welcoming. And uh, we just kind of wanted to extend that to the world, so. That's a nice sentiment. Um, so was there a specific point made that made you want to start the convention or you just were like a nerd and we like, we need a thing that's, that's closer than all these other places. Uh, it honestly started as a joke as we were building our, um, game store that we have here, uh, that my friends own. And, uh, we were sitting around and we're like, oh, what if we did nerd con? Like, wait, no, we don't, <laughs> we don't want a convention. What about a festival? A nerd fest and then we were talking about how we were gonna like set out stuff outside and put tents and like well nerds don't actually go outside that much <laughs> <laughs> and and we can't fit everybody inside of our little store i'm like well i have connections what if what if we you know i have connections i have a uh, settlement that i got from the army um because i was in a humvee accident i'm like so i have this little nest egg i'm like what if we just rented a couple venues downtown and made this happen and then it went from there and now we have three venues with 48 plus vendors like over 100 activities like we have the world's tallest dice tower being built it's just everything just kind of exploded Mm -hmm. so um now it's going to be uh amazing awesome ridiculous festival (laughs) so so lauren you can still come if you want to I just uh, just double checking what time what, uh, when is it again? It's August 27th, 28th, 29th. If I wasn't already going to a movie screening on the 29th, but <laughs> is it a virtual I have, movie? I have friends coming into town to see Lupin the Third in theaters, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, so really I, I'm in town, I'm staying in town for other nerd stuff. <laughs> That's fair, 100% fair. Uh, God giveth and God taketh away. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I was actually going to say, like, uh, since you have your experience in, in setting up events and stuff like that, when it came to this festival, where did you start? Where did you start in making it? Like, what was your jumping off point? Well, the first thing we had to do, um, which was pretty hard, was find a date that worked. Um, that in and of itself was kind of a struggle because, you know, you got to compete with all the other major things going on. Um, we didn't want to, we didn't want to put any of the smaller local cons out of business by just like destroying their dates either. So we worked Mm -hmm. around kind of the community that was already established. Um, so that was probably the first hurdle we had. Um, so we got the, we finally got our date hammered down. Um, and then we had to look at capacity. That was the next biggest hurdle was, all right, if we're going to do this, we want to make sure that we're not limiting how many people we can get here because, you know, we, you know, we'd hate to turn people away at the door. Mm-hmm. So then we ended up adding two more venues to the list so that we would have enough capacity to fit people. Um, especially since 
during the time of planning this, we were at half capacity um, wow. for events. Um, so then we added, um, uh, from there we started just planning um, small things. And then once, once we started doing uh, social promotions, people were just lining up to join, you know, vendors, um, entertainment, uh, I even at, at one point in time, KP even uh, messaged like, hey, we heard what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Can we be a part of it? You know, it slides into DMs. Hey, so <laughs> them, them DMs. Yep. I mean, that's, that's, that's how you got to do business yeah. numbers and stuff. So. So uh, and then um, uh, assembling the team, uh, that was probably my favorite part because um, I don't know if you guys believe, believe in faith or God or anything, um, but I believe that everyone um, kind of just came to the team um, the way God needed it to be because now everybody that is in their position now on my team is literally the best person in, in their field that I probably wouldn't have been able to put together myself. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we have someone that's in charge of cosplay. She's amazing. Sunny Doom cosplay. She does an amazing job with that. We have uh, Vitamin D cosplay, um, aka Terry, uh, who's in charge of our video game department. Of course, my partner Mike um, does uh, streaming and the SEO stuff, um, as well as the. Um, the financial side of it. I have my my beautiful fiance who I met during this journey, uh, who has taken over like all of the different scheduling aspects of it. Um, I have Alan who is in charge of the board games. Literally best guy I know. He knows like every board game ever made. <laughs> um, we got Robert who's taking care of our TCGs really good. He's got his own shop. Um, so he really knows the market. Um, so yeah, just the watching the team and, and then our product development department, um, uh, our outreach team, our uh, hospitality team, all just kind of came together. And it was really cool just kind of seeing the community grow. Uh, and just people, like my entire team just loves the community and loves to give back. So it, it just makes it all really, really worth it. Yeah, no, the, the, the absolute right people, you know, everything falls into place perfectly when you have just like the perfect choice of people. And especially when you, it, nothing's worse than being like, say a group project and nobody aligns with it. Like you're just right. getting, it's like wrangling cats. So mm -hmm. it, um, it really, it really is reassuring to hear of like, you know, positive group dynamics and, and, and working together that well to make something big like this happen. Exactly, exactly. Cause you can be the best event planner ever but you can't be in 50 places at one time so mm -hmm. you're a good team yeah and uh so like for so for all the vendors and all that stuff and and guests and so uh how did you like reach out to people or did people reach out to you uh like um, was it word of mouth was it kind of like how how did the word spread um, so I did some SEO promotions, um, little back-end advertising, um, but for the most part, people reached out to me. You know, once people figured out what was going on and how big it was, they were pretty much just jumping at the opportunity to be a part of it. I really didn't have to do too much reaching out um, 
as far as uh, just um, service goes and uh, entertainment goes, um, other than maybe a few things, like we reached out to Bethany because we wanted to work with them for the, um, the auction that we were doing, the silent mm -hmm. auction. Um, we reached out, which was KP's idea, by the way. Thanks for that. Oh, yay. Yeah. I was about to say, I'm like, hey, KP's <laughs> participated in silent auctions. So yeah, like, wow, idea. there you go. I was go. like, hey, wanna, let's, let's uh -huh. do a thing to help, like, children and stuff. And the, like, yeah, it's a good idea. And I'm like, yay. Everyone, yeah, someone, please, <laughs> the children. Actually, we are. Yeah, and then we also went to all the local conventions. Like, we did boost trades with all the, the little local conventions that we have around here. We met mm. vendors. Um, talk to them face to face. Say, hey, I like your product. You want to be at Nerdfest? Um, you know, uh, we we work with uh, small businesses, just mean people out in the community. Um, so it wasn't it wasn't too much um, reaching out on our part as much as it was just being in the community, um, and and just putting it out there that we're doing this so people found out about it. Um, we didn't do any traditional advertising until literally. This last month, this last month, we, mm. we jumped on the radio. Before that, it was all social media stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah, and, and I guess, though, with, like, yeah, with social media, word spreads like wildfire. So, um, especially with the right traction behind it. So, I mean, at least you, that's great. You had that, that ground, you know, the ground plan running already with that. And so, and, yeah, and then pushing to radio, it does make sense, you know, for, to follow up with that later. Because then it's, if you're hearing on the radio, it's fresh in your mind. Mm -hmm. um, whereas the internet, they say, kind of lives forever, right? So it's, <laughs> so it's like, uh, so, you know, go, go online and see what we have. And then you finally see it, you know. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I appreciate that uh, you guys caught to pull it all together, yeah. you know, seamlessly. Yeah. And a lot of it was just trial and error and figuring it out. I mean, I, I developed the website myself and I don't have a extensive website development degree or anything like that. I just jumped on Wix and kind of figured out how it worked. And it, it was recreating the page over and over again. Um, and that, well, KP's, um, you guys, your team has helped a lot um, with kind of the look of like the front page and stuff. Um, jumped on there with Anthony and he gave me a lot of pointers. Uh, kind of what looks good with block placement and stuff. Yeah, um for those who don't know what he's talking about, um I so Anthony was one of my team member that one of my team members that helps me um book the events, not that I like just to help out cuz I just get overwhelmed easily. So yeah, Anthony and I went through the website before he talked to you and I was like, what are there things that that we can do and then I compared it to, you know, conventions that around the size and how they break it down. So um you know, I think it's I think it's fine for a first year, but um, you know, um, it gets the all the information across, which is the most important thing. Yeah. So now we have a nice, beautiful, crisp, brand new looking website. Uh, it looks like all the other conventions websites. Um, so <laughs> it's nice, clean, and organized. We have mm -hmm. charts instead of um, a scroll bar. So everything's right there in your face on the home page. So that's definitely a good tip. So if you guys are doing any web development, make sure everything's within a, a few um, clicks. Yeah, and especially when you have like Wix or, or Squarespace, any of those kinds of pages, they're templates. 
they try to keep them pretty streamlined so that the, it's so it's easy as possible and more accessible as possible. Like like what you said, make sure it's more focused on you can get within a few clicks versus I have to you know navigate the labyrinth that is a website and go <laughs> to get to where I need to be. Um, so I'm glad that there was like a lot that was a lot of learning on the fly by the sound of yeah. it too, and also from from team members and yeah. and then from KP side as well. Yeah, yeah. and then. Go ahead. Oh yeah, I just spent like I've I've been around the convention block and I've been to a lot of um mostly um the last let's see I've been doing conventions for a while but probably in the last like th three years or so I've started vending and I've started like um actually at least trying to break even cost wise because it's not really about me making money it's about like the community and all that good stuff so um but. Traveling is also expensive too, so that's why I'm just like, hey, you know, it'd be nice if like I could work this off somehow. How do people do that? They vend, but um, it's always nice to hear um, genuineness, I guess, from people that want to start conventions, which you find a lot in the pony convention scene too. Um, there's, mm -hmm. it's still existent for those who don't know uh, much about it, but it's mostly. Um, smaller cons and then um, Everfree now, which is uh, which works out better because I like Everfree a lot more than BronyCon anyway. Um, it's like, but... well, BronyCon's dead anyway, so. BronyCon's <laughs> dead and they treated me like shit. Like, I don't care. Like, whatever. Nice. Sorry? That's not nice. No, it's... They it's... should treat you nicely. I, you know, in a perfect world, but um, it's a it's a long story. Um, we won't get into it too much, but you know, people just there's a lot of times, um, especially with the big conventions, that people kind of let it go to their head and they get power hungry and or they um, um, they start it's a lot of to drama. make it a for profit <laughs> business, and they you know they kind of lose the the um, community aspect which always kind of bothers me because i'm just like you're doing this for the local people that are here like it's not you're not trying to make a like you know monopoly monopoly kind of thing or i'm not using words correctly but you know what i mean so it's always yeah. you know nice to have people that are just like i want to do this for the community and i'm like yes yeah. that's the right motivation because from what i understand making um and running conventions can be hard as well as I don't think they're even if you were to do them for, for profit unless you're like San Diego or something like that it's it's kind of hard to make a profit from them so yeah honestly it's it's more about what you can get back um that makes it worth it like yeah you'll make money on a convention I mean that's it's the way business works if you weren't making money then you wouldn't be able to do it again because you know you can't just keep dumping money into something that's not profitable but the important part is to make sure that you're giving back. I mean, we don't get all these resources just to sit on them. I mean, mm -hmm. you have to give it back. I mean, otherwise it's a, it's your responsibility to be it when you're this big to give back, I feel. Mm -hmm. um, that's why we support as many charities and non-for-profits as we do. I mean, we're supporting 12 charities slash non-for-profits with our commission and we're hoping in future years we can do even more. So, yeah, I'm always excited to see where these things go. So, um, you know, like I guess I guess we'll see what happens. Um, spend your money if you're in you're in Davenport. I never I always get Idaho and Idaho and Ohio confused, so I just stop saying things because then it's people a, correct it's me. It's a shuffling <laughs> a few vowels around and people get which, confused all of a sudden. Which one has <laughs> the peanuts and which one has the potatoes? And I, I don't I don't know where things are. So you're, you know, we're I'm, corn, 
Oh, your corn. Okay. Yeah, you got your grains. You got your you got your potatoes, and you got your peanuts. Right, it's of uh, the ones that you're getting mixed up. <laughs> oh, you know. But uh, but yeah, I was gonna say um, because you mentioned like for for panels and and whatnot. Uh, what were your processes for for, well, I guess uh, organizing panels or working with people to set up panels, um, and I guess uh, to segue also into. Uh, volunteering if you have volunteers working there yeah so for um the panels we just kind of wanted to make sure that we had good quality stuff that people would be interested in doing um all of our panels are interactive because i don't know about you but i don't really want to just sit there and listen to somebody talk for an hour i want <laughs> something that's more engaging than just listening i mean even um you know i don't i don't know i'm not a big documentary person so I'd rather be something engaged. So all of our panels are nice and engaging. Um, as far as volunteers go, we did it through our website, Facebook page. The volunteers that we do have get T-shirts. They they have a snack room. Um, they're they're really well taken care of. They they work a little bit and then they get the rest of the convention for free. Um, so that uh, we made sure that we schedule them so they can actually enjoy themselves as well. Um, That's we good. Don't, we don't want them to just work and then you know. They're like, oh, well, that was that was all work. You know, we want them to enjoy us so they come back year after year um, to have a good time. And there's no reason to overwork them. We have plenty of volunteers. Um, yeah, like that's a, that's like even like we've talked about it in a previous uh, in a previous podcast concerning conventions. It was just like the do's and don'ts It's like make sure you schedule your days because and and figure out the panels you want to go to because let before you know it you're spending every and you know, all your time in the vendor hall and then you've missed out on all these panels so it's yeah. like and i know a whole bunch of people who like want to go for the panels for specific we ones. have a very intricate scheduling system that i put together that's um, good and it's it's built to where you can kind of build your kind of your own weekend the way you want it now there's a lot of stuff so you're not going to be able to do everything it's just impossible we have too many things to do to be able to do everything but you're going to be able to get as much stuff as you want to do out of your weekend um that's why mm -hmm. we staggered uh panels that's why we uh, made sure we don't have more than two at a time um and that they're different genres uh um we made sure that if we did after hours activities if they're falling in the same time they're they're for two different genres so we can split the crowd between what kind of what they want to do they can make a choice um they can really feel like the convention is tailored to what they believe their nerdum is and we have um we 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 did so um in a way that it also allowed us extra time for cleaning and stuff like that just to make sure it's all safe as well that's yeah. always a big one because covid stuff is tricky these days so yeah, we had we also hired extra uh, staff. This is um, trained professional staff that we hired through the venue um, to make sure that everything is getting cleaned and that the rooms are being transitioned correctly, um, according to like the you know, and they're they're trained to the CDC guidelines and everything to make mm. sure that they're cleaning properly in between. Um, we're not using the same room back to back for anything, um, as well for those smaller rooms. Um, and then we made sure we have. Um, plenty of space. So like our, our panel rooms that seat a hundred, uh, we're capping at 50, 
the panel room that seats um, like 240, 250, I think we're capping at, at a max 200. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure, and we made sure that we had seating that was distance in that room as well. Mm -hmm. uh, I know a lot of people are excited for Kim Possible's um, uh, pajama party. All so, right, right. <laughs> the, the, the 18 plus pajama party. So um, the way we got that is we have it up on the website. They have, um, they can reserve their spot ahead of time online. Um, that secures them the spot. And then, you know, that way day of it's, it's nice and seamless. Um, you know, we'll allow people up to the capacity and they already can reserve their spot ahead of time as soon as they get their ticket. So. Okay. Yeah. I, um, I'm doing, I, I was, I was silly and I scheduled the same panels for both of the, both of the, the events, which is fine, but I didn't know the, um, the Kim Possible one at, uh, you guys was 18 plus, which is fine, but that means I can curse. So that will be more fun for me. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I can change it still. If you don't want an 18 plus, um, it's up to you really. Like, um, I can do it either way. So, um, I you mean, know, if have, you think, if you think this, kids this are one, ha so. one has, has, has the swears. <laughs> I mean, we have an 18 plus activity going on at the same time. So if I switch yours to all ages, then that gives something for the, the younger crowd to do after hours. If you don't mind, I mean. Yeah, yeah, one, that's 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 totally fine. The other one's 100% at the Redstone Room in the middle of a bar. So, I mean, there's no way we can make it all ages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's all good. That's all good. So, yeah. Otherwise, uh, it makes for a very interesting family weekend. Coming at you live, KP is now all ages. KP is now so all ages for that party. one specific panel. Um. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm usually all ages. We've tried to gear the content to like, if I curse or something, at least it's censored or I, you know, just in case I don't get any Bible thumping mothers being like, my child we'll watches just, you on YouTube, but you said I'll just have one of my time. volunteers stand up there with a the foghorn and just give them the cue to just. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll make a sign. No Karens allowed. <laughs> I am not getting sued for this. <laughs> they're the ones that sue too so um but yeah since you mentioned it i'll i'll talk about that one since um so excuse me this is for both conventions um so forever free and at Nerdfest. they will be different impossible episodes so i don't go crazy but essentially it's a showing of two impossible episodes that i chose and then we do trivia and then we have prizes for the trivia so if you don't care about anything else, then there's free stuff. So come get your free shit at the, the Kim Possible trivia panel. And um, you're encouraged to bring to wear your pajamas. I know kids can bring their pajamas. Um, this should be obvious, but I'll just say it since I can on the podcast. Please don't wear lingerie. Like, you know, I don't want any like, you know, like 12 year olds getting scarred by like people that are taking a little bit too far. But I have like my legendary um, Simba onesie. So I'll probably be wearing that. Oh, that's yeah, great. Yeah, I know fluffy onesies are always onesies encouraged. encouraged. Yeah, I'm going to invest in some onesies. I don't know if I would be, I don't know. So I have a couple of cosplays, but I don't think I'm going to have time to do any of them this year. So I think I'm going to probably just grab a couple onesies so I can have something to jump into for cosplay stuff. Um, it's it's lazy man's cosplay. <laughs> What's that? I said it's the lazy man's cosplay. That's right. That's right. Or it's the it's the t-shirt saying this is my cosplay. My cosplay is a con organizer <laughs> with no sleep. <laughs> Accurate. Accurate. 
<laughs> um, yeah, no sleep that weekend. That's fine, though. It's, it's going to be great. What could possibly go wrong? No um, sleep for Nerdfest. 621, so, 621, please. <laughs> um, yeah, for those joining us, um, or those who haven't heard a podcast episode, I think this is like our third or fourth podcast episode, so I made this like nice little playlist of all the convention-themed Convention oh, themed episodes, not yeah, podcast themed episodes. Yeah, like, yeah, the I made a nice playlist of convention themed episodes <laughs> so you can learn all about that if you care. So this is like our why um, angle and not like our how angle. So, you know, because yeah. we can't do the same thing five times. Um, the question should be why not? Yeah, why not? I mean, money, because um, yeah, that's a lot. That's, that's a big very, factor. They're very, 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 very expensive. Mm-hmm. And it takes literally all of your time, all of it. So anytime you're not doing something else, you are working. Mm-hmm. Um, I um, even on vacation, I haven't had a day off since we started this thing a year ago. So, <laughs> but it's going to be amazing, um, and it's going to do. It's going to make a really big, awesome impact in the community. So. It's okay. I'll take a day off after Nerdfest. Just one though. <laughs> I'm doing it for you guys Nerdfest. out there. You, you, I don't have people corn, right? I will. Yeah. Corn. <laughs> <laughs> I just love corn. Nerd, nerd corn. Nerd corn. Um, <laughs> I, I really hope there, like, there's ironically a, a booth that's just selling like corn theme accessories, like actual corn and like. Oh man, I'm gonna have to talk to visit that. Quad Cities and see if they can make that work. We do have. A giant bison. Like a real bison? No, it's made out of like. Oh, know. it's a statue. Okay. I was just like, oh man, I was yeah, a bison made out of like a bull riding event with like no, a real it's, bull. <laughs> no, uh, the, the Bison Foundation. They're talking about building a, because um, they're tearing down one of the bridges. So uh-huh. they want to turn it into a bison bridge. So the bisons. Oh, so they can cross? Yeah, they can cross. Oh, you oh, guys have cool. wild bisons out there? Um, Not close to the city, but. Con- <laughs> But a little farther down the Mississippi, they do. Okay. Yeah, I love those wildlife bridges. Those are, I always thought those were super Yeah, so cool. we have one of those guys coming. Um, we are, Those aren't our only giant statues, though, actually. We have um, the Battle Cats from He-Man coming. Um, oh, nice. John Marks has added us to their Battle Cat tour. Uh, so their 400-pound Battle Cats are going to be at NerdFest. Oh, nice. And they... Yeah. Uh, they donate a portion of their proceeds to make a wish foundation. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, that's so perfect we, timing we for course you, gave them, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we course gave them the space for free so that they can, you know, give all those proceeds to uh, make a wish foundation. So. Yay. That's nice. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think, go ahead, Lauren. Because, I mean, we also have for vendors. Is there like so? So in terms of vendors, that would also include like artist alley kind of thing. Um, so we have, uh, yeah, we do have an artist uh, artist arena. Although I should call it an alley because it does actually look like an alley. Um, <laughs> uh, but somebody, uh, uh, I can't remember whatever other convention called it artist alley. So I wanted it to be different. But now I'm thinking it should be an artist alley. Um, um, yeah, tr- traditionally the difference is um, one is like the actual artisans that make like the posters and the other difference is it just people that um, just are there selling things that they bought off the internet sometimes. So. 
Well, these are these are actual artists, so um, at least for a good portion of them. Yeah. Well, we have Costco up there. I don't actually. I never even actually asked them what they're selling because you know they're. You Costco. just have Costco as a vendor. I, I have Costco. Uh, yeah, Costco is giving out free samples, don't you? Know? I, I I hope they are. I didn't actually ask, so I'm just assuming <laughs> that they're you know. Gonna... If anything, they may be like encouraging people to sign up a, for a membership there, which I mean that would make sense. That's hilarious. Yeah, we have Costco for a vendor. Um, but no, we have, let's see, I have 32 uh, regular vendors. And then for artists, I have 17. So that's 49 vendors. Oh, nice. Yeah. Any any vendors selling really cool things you want to highlight? Um, well, we have uh, Pokigarami, who sells um, crocheted uh, little um stuffies so and, they have, and she has a pokemon line that is phenomenal like literally gonna spend my entire paycheck on that mm-hmm. uh we have splendid treasures is gonna be there um she's also one of our um department heads but her stuff is really really cool she does uh uh pixel beads or perler beads and um that kind of stuff uh, there's Ace Gaming, uh, which is a um, gaming computer um, company that's going to be there. Um, so we need to hit that booth for uh, Christmas is coming up, and we need like four gaming PCs because we have four kids. Um, mm. that's what all of them want at the same time. <laughs> so, um, and then I guess the last one I would probably hit on is probably. Um, Code Ninja. Code Ninja is going to be there doing some cool stuff. Um, so what they are is they do like kind of a dojo style um, martial arts kind of setup, but it's all coding. Um, oh, cool. Wow. So, so they're coming and they're going to be selling like their passes and they're going to have coding, um, interactive stuff for kids, uh, you know, Lego STEM robotics stuff. Um, so people can interact with. Um, so that's going to be a really cool booth. We also have Girl Scouts coming too. So oh, hell yeah, doing some coding and some uh, swag giveaways and stuff like that. Um, you know, heading off our uh, scavenger hunt as well. That's that mm. is oh, yeah, the scavenger hunt. These are the best. Tan- like you know, you got Costco and you got Girl Scouts. Are you going to get some Boy Scouts in there too? Maybe. I mean, I might have to reach out to them. They haven't. They haven't messaged me. I mean, the Girl Scouts were all about it, so they're, they're kind of slipping. So, <laughs> the Girl Scouts. They, they might be, up. It's summertime. They might be out camping and stuff. So maybe yeah, that's, that's fair. Maybe they don't have like the internet in front of them. Right? They got lost in the woods. <laughs> that's a good song. But I was gonna say the. Uh, you said there's a scavenger hunt going on. There is. There is a scavenger hunt. There's going to be twelve uh, stops. Um, randomly through the convention. The first one's going to be the Girl Scouts. Um, the rest of them, you just kind of got to find. You know, you go to the first one, and they'll tell you where the next stop is. And um, When you get uh, all 12 on, on your map, um, then you get to turn it in for uh, for the first 200. We have a exclusive NerdFest 2021 enamel pin. Um, nice. Rainbow metallic enamel pants, really cool. Um, after that, we have other swag that we're giving away. Um, I think there's um, a raffle you get when you you turn it into. So then they'll go for like the gift cards 
Um, I think we have Nerd HQ gift cards there and stuff like that. So it's going to be really fun. That's cool. Have you thought about where, like, you want to be one of the stops on on the. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have. Oh, that's actually a good point because we're printing. uh, for both cons, we're printing coloring pages for kids, so that would probably be a good time to, to give them out and be like, thanks for stop and have your free coloring page of whatever. So there you go. There we go. There we go. So one of the stops for you people that are listening to this podcast will be KP. you got to find her. She'll be somewhere. She might be hiding. Uh, don't be creepy. I'll probably be at the booth. It probably won't be that hard. <laughs> <laughs> don't be creepy about it. <laughs> I'll hide under the booth, and then Harry can can be KP for a little bit. That's fair. (laughs) You know, like, how dare the coloring pages are for me. (laughs) (laughs) They're my adult coloring book pages. Scribble, scribble, I need them for COVID. Um, Yeah, I don't have any crayons, though. So crayons are, uh, uh, bring your own crayons for that. But B-Y-O-C. Bring your, own bring your own crayons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, I'm sure we can find some crayons. <laughs> <sighs> all the all the the dungeon masters the dungeon masters just have crayons on them. <laughs> you know, it's maybe we can get somebody that listening to this podcast to just send us some crayons. You know, there's some things that people don't talk about with running conventions that are they're super random. Like right now in my living room, uh, we have 7,140 comics to to be given out just sitting there in my living room. Oh, wow. What kind Make of comics? There, uh, so it's a graphic novel. It's Anthem. Um, it's from the Atlas Society. They, uh, so it's, it's, it's cool. Um, it's my fiance enjoyed it. Um, I haven't had time to read it yet, so I had her. I gave her the beautiful task of scanning it for me. Um, so, uh, but it's it's a uh, it's it looks cool. Like the, it's a cool cover. It's a nice thick, uh, high quality comic. So, and everybody gets one for free. So nice. At least so we run out. So I mean, there's only seven thousand of them. So first come first serve. Only seven thousand. <laughs> Well, we might see more people than that, so we might. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, definitely for a first year con, like I like, there's always some adults that are just like show up and they're just like, I heard this thing was happening. Um, Like I remember one Brony con, um, like an adult was just like, oh my my kid loves ponies. They just watched that on eBay or not eBay, uh, YouTube. Like, is this a free event? And I'm like, no, it's it's not. And they're like, oh, okay, I'm not interested. You know, you'll get there. You'll get there eventually. Um, so let me think. Is there anything else um, either of you want to cover? Um, I don't know. I, I, I mean, we're really excited for the event. Um, I think we kind of covered everything. Um, there's a lot of stuff on the website, www.qcnerdfest.com. The nerd map is up and live. It's an interactive map. That's a really cool feature. Yeah, the nerd map. So, yeah, you go on the website. Um, it, uh, the nerd map is interactive. You can even mark um, the booths and, and attractions that you want to go to, uh, and it will it will highlight it on your map. Uh, oh, cool. Because uh, there's three venues, so there's you know stuff in each of those places that you can book. Um, that way you can kind of 
look at where you want to go. You mark the vendors you want to visit or whatever, and it puts them on your map so you can see where it is. Um, you can access it all off uh, online and offline on your phone uh, from the website. Okay. Yeah, I, um, it's kind of like when I remember, um, uh, in a way, kind of like what Lightbox did last year when they went virtual, is they had a, is that they had like a, a virtual like I somehow they teamed up with somebody to do like a like a virtual that was so cool. artist alley. And it was like, so you could like, so they basically programmed it so that you could go into like a first person perspective and walk down these little like a 3D virtual, virtual tour. Yeah, like a little 3D, like a little 3D artist alley that was modeled. And, um, and then you can, then uh, each of the vendors has a little booth that you could actually walk up to and click on. And, uh, and they had like different back panels that if you clicked on it, it took you to either like, maybe it'll take you to their artist page and then maybe it'll take you to their, their shop. And maybe there's a special thing that they're highlighting, a special sale. So there's one that you click on that and you're like, okay, for you can get only because you're at designer con, you can get this, uh, or, or sorry, Lightbox. Uh, if you can get this at Lightbox and you get like a you know, 25% off of this thing that we're selling, um, with this, uh, you know, act with this code. And, um, it was, it was cool though. It was, uh, but I like seeing people, uh, play with like interactivity for these kinds of things, like what you're doing with your map. It's uh, not only makes it easier to like itemize tasks and and uh, and events for the day, but it's also just you know we love interactive stuff. You know, <laughs> it's engaging. It makes life easier. <laughs> yep. And especially when I think a lot of us are along the lines of visual learners, so we kind of just like we soak in the visuals and. Uh, and uh, like to interact with them, so. <laughs> okay, I do have, I, I have a couple more questions. So uh, my, my first question before we wrap up is, so we talked a little bit about like the cosplay contest, a little bit about my stuff um, and like the, the, the CG, the card game stuff for like people that are into that. So what if like I was a parent and I had kids, like what are some kid activities that are going on that can keep my ch my child entertained while I go play uh what are the the games I guess I'm blanking Dungeons and Dragons okay. or something yeah so um most of our most of our events are family friendly so they can play with you if they if they choose but if mm. not I mean some of the attractions that we do have is like we like I said we have the world's tallest ice tower being built by Quad City Collabs, um, that's a D20 they can roll down. Um, the proceeds of that go to support a, a nonprofit um, that works with foster kids. Um, we have uh, Girl Scouts out with all their uh, interactive stuff. Um, we have Code Ninja with their, uh, their their coding, their their Lego robotics setup that they have. Um, we have board games. Uh, we have a board game room. Uh, so you can do free play, you can do scheduled play. Um, we have, of course, uh, tabletop gaming, RPGs. We have Pathfinder. We have Dungeons and Dragons. Um, of course, we have the cosplay corner. Um, we have 12 big name cosplayers over there um, that are going to be interacting and doing stuff, face painting, stuff like that, um, uh, teaching kids, uh, stuff like that. We have all of our panels. We have, I think, 30-something panels that you can go to. Um, most of them are set for all ages. Um, we have uh, convention foam fighting, which is really cool. 
What is that? Oh, that is amazing. So we have conventional bone fighting coming out. They have foam swords, armor, um, shields, uh, and it's you just they'll 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 run you through. They'll teach you how to to sword fight, um, and then with these safe foam um, sword fight, you get to you know fight each other. It kind of oh, makes me good. think of the. It kind of makes me think of. Uh, you remember the the jousting that they used to do at like carnivals and stuff, where you stand yeah. on a platform, and the other person stands on a platform, and then you get like you have to put a helmet on, but then you like you know throw each other, uh, you know throw like yeah, a they have a little cushioned baton around, like that kind of idea, but less heavy. <laughs> These guys are the best in the field. Um, they they do C two E two, they do Gen Con, um, and they're they're going to be at our convention, and they're just really good. They're amazing. They're from. Uh, they're locally from Chicago, so it's. Um, we consider that locally because it's only a couple hours away. Um, they're really, really cool people. They they love working with uh, families. Um, so they're gonna have a big team come out, um, and they're gonna be doing stuff over at the River Music Experience uh, venue. They'll be mm-hmm. there. Um, they have a big one versus one tournament. Um, the winner gets a. Uh, the winner will get a ticket to next year's uh, VIN, which is very important nerd ticket to next year's nerd very important nerd ticket. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we have those going out. Um, and then we also have, um, yeah. Uh, that's that's a lot if you want to stop. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah it's, it's, it's a really cool experience. So um, it'll be cool. Um, I think I might go take my kid over there so I can beat him up a little bit. <laughs> sword fight sword okay. fight so um i guess last question to end is uh what have you learned through this exp- or what are some of the, the highlights of what you learned through the experience of building your con and like if someone else wants to build a con or make a con like what advice would you give them um i think the best advice i can give anyone is be flexible flexibility is the most important thing mm. um you can't you, you may have an, a, a vision of what you think this is going to look like, um, but the, the sooner you can just throw it all out, the easier your life is going to be. Uh, you got to be flexible. Um, and if you can't be flexible, then it might not be the right market for you. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's fair. A lot of things can happen that, you know, aren't aren't fun so uh yeah and anything can change on a whim especially when it comes down to like scheduling and stuff like that um so you you know and especially now in this day and age where it seems like there's a you know a couple conventions where guests have like you know where they had like a you know special guest cancel because of uh you know covid stuff so you just want to be prepared it never ends the ride um all right. Um, I think that's it. So thanks, thanks so much, Kevin, for your time. And um, yeah, come come to Nerdfest because if it goes well, I can try to get them to bring John Delancey next time. Yay! <laughs> so <laughs> like the one thing I'm good at. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Kevin, I bet you have no idea what I'm talking about. But you know, it's 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 okay. <laughs> it's a long story. Yes, but yeah. it's a, but it's summed up in a, in an animated video. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's I you gotta go back. I'll I'll link you to the, the episode where we go to my, my epic backstory via podcast time. So um yeah, and then um if you guys are interested in me at Nerdfest specifically, um I'm doing this at Everfree too, but uh my biggest thing is commissions. So if you have children, I can draw them as a pony or a creature. I can draw it 
pretty much anything that is G-rated, please don't ask me to draw creepy stuff on site. But um, so I can draw ponies. I can draw you as a pony. I can draw you as a Pokemon master, whatever. And then I have buttons and pins and, and stuff. So uh, if you want to give me your money, I will take it. Um, <laughs> and you will be, uh, they can find you on the map. You're an M1, meeting space oh. one. <laughs> okay m1 and then as another reminder um this is the only con i will have my 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 doggo harry with um who is small and cute and nice so feel free to get pictures with harry the doggo he is super old though so you know just be gentle <laughs> be gentle <laughs> be gentle um but all right, I guess we can wrap. So if you're new to the podcast, um, episodes right now are a little sporadic because of my the, the convention schedule this month. But generally, we upload once a week um, on Wednesdays. And uh, feel free to backlog if you haven't listened to anything before. Uh, please subscribe to all the things, including the main channel, because that helps. Notification squad, where are you at? Um, <laughs> no one will answer me because it's rhetorical. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um and you know podcasts are good good ways to kill time when you're traveling from chicago to nerdfest or you're going mm -hmm. to everfree or whatever you can we got plenty of episodes spotify or whatever. And listen <laughs> all of them you can learn about art and animation and conventions and more john delancey stuff yay um <laughs> all right um so thanks again. And Kevin, where can they find the socials for the con? Uh, yeah, so we are on Instagram at qcnerdfest.com. We are on Facebook at qcnerdfest. And then, of course, the website, qcnerdfest.com. Yeah, so check them out. Buy some stuff. We're donating a lot of stuff to charity. So if you have something cool you want to bring to that you don't like anymore, that you want to auction off for the charity auction, you know, do the things i'll probably donate something i'll probably donate like a little kp like a rarity pack or something but all right well thanks everyone for listening to animation communication we'll see you whenever next time is i don't know right now but maybe like and nerd yeah, fest. i don't know and nerd fest i'll see you at nerd fest physically if you come to nerd fest there you go i can touch your face <laughs> with with the mask on please and 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 hand sanitizer yeah. <laughs> Please don't have COVID. Stay home if you have COVID. Yes. I will be sad if I get COVID. All right. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to Animation Communication on YouTube, Spotify, or your favorite podcast provider. We are really hoping this show makes a difference in how people view animation and media, as well as giving and providing advice for people all over the world who like or want to join the animation or media industry. If you liked what you heard, please remember to subscribe and rate those five stars, as well as tell your friends. Don't forget to subscribe to our main YouTube channel, I Love Kim Possible A Lot, and turn those notifications on. My name is Scribbler, and you have been listening to Animation Communication. Animation Communication.